Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to You Talk Car Sex with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Now you coming out the side of your face, we tapping right into your memory banks. So click at the ticket, let's see your seat. We're back. Utah Car Sense. Uh, wow. We, uh, I, it was fun to have Pete on the show. We lost track of time there because we were having so much fun. Totally. It's a quarter after. Right? Look at that. I was about to say, starting the 11 o'clock hour, but no, we're a quarter of the way through the 11 And I wanted to give you a shout out because I heard you on the halftime show last night. You were excellent. Oh, thank you. Jazz. You thank did a great you. job. Great insights. <laughs> well, the to, half- the, to the lack of defense first half of that game. <laughs> <laughs> here's, this, here's a dirty little secret, and Jake Scott may not like me sharing this. The easiest 15 minutes in radio is the Jazz Halftime Show. Right. <laughs> because it's 15 minutes, but that includes all the commercials. And so literally you're like 90 seconds of you talking. You don't and have to have 90 a lot of seconds stuff to of say. yeah. If you can't think of ninety seconds to think about <laughs> after half of NBA basketball, you're in the wrong business. Yeah, yeah. There's so much. You are not qualified for the job if you can't pull that off. Yeah, there's so much you you want to talk about and you just don't get to because it's over. It's like when you called me for Monday to to be on the big show as your co-host. You're like, like wait, so for two hours I just gonna come on and talk about the Jazz? <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> yeah, we're good. No problem. No problem. Not at all. a problem at all. It was a good game last night. Great game. Last so night. much fun. That was uh, such an exciting game. Uh, uh, Tim Lacombe, who's seen every one of them, he said that was the best game of the year from had, an entertainment standpoint. I had a friend of mine who um, they live up in Park City. He was a real estate partner of my wife's, and his wife said that after watching the book, she started crying during the Bogey interview <laughs> wow. because of how humble he is. That's that's it's a kind of a cool way, but he is really just an incredibly humble human being. After scoring forty eight points, that interview. Was something else. It was fun. It was all about thank you guys for making this so special. Yeah, like thanks my teammates and you guys made this special for me. I appreciate it. I think hearing the crowd chant his name Maybe. did a lot of good for him oh my because God. this has been a season where it's been a tough year for him. If he's on Twitter, I would advise him to not be this season because oh, they've been brutal. It's been a cesspool. Well, the last se- yeah. six seven games, he's averaging thirty one a game or something like that on sixty five percent shooting. <laughs> He is unbelievable. It's he fun. Save the Jazz through this thing. The only reason the one seed is him and him and Rudy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Rudy's just the mainstay. We could argue Rudy is the reason they're the best team in the league. Should be a top five MVP. He should be. Should He's be. not. He won't be. Uh, he should be. They do it again tonight. A late game tonight. Seven o'clock pregame. Eight o'clock tip off against a team that's technically in the NBA. Trap game. It's called a trap game. <laughs> it's, it's a called, trap. It's called a trap game. Uh, General Akbar over here. Uh, the uh, the Houston. I believe they're the Rockets. They are the Rockets from Houston. <laughs> Their leading scorer is Jishon Tate at 11 points a game. He's a rookie. They're traveling in on a back-to-back. They left And they Milwaukee. had a tough Milwaukee game last night where they went to the wire. They left Milwaukee at 1 a.m. Central. They did put up 133 points in Milwaukee last night, though. They did. Uh, Milwaukee looks... Uh, Their defense does not look as good as it has Jonas was the DPOY last year, right? Just checking. Last year, he was. He was last year. I don't think he'll get in the top five this year. They might lose a coach this offseason in Milwaukee. We'll see. Uh, All right, so it's the 13th annual Do Good, Feel Good event during the month of May at both the Southtown location here in the Auto Mall of Mark Miller Subaru and the Midtown store, 3535 South State. Every car sold, used or new, during the month of May at either location and Subaru, Mark Miller Subaru will donate $75 
to the Love Promise Charity Partner of the customer's choice. There's boxes here in front of us. You write your name on the card. You pick one of the uh, charities you want to go with, and in it goes. Now, you've mentioned the Street Dogs. I'm sorry, Street Dogs Brew Treat? Street Dogs Brew Utah. No. What am I reading Street here? Dogs Crew Utah. <laughs> Sorry, it's backwards. That's an, for me. Oh, that C does. Oh, there kinda, it is. Crew Utah. That C does kind of look like a B. There you I go, Mike. Thanks, Street, Mike. There you Street go. Dog <laughs> Crew of Utah, and you were uh, you touched on a see that eye doctor again. <laughs> well, <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. It's been three years since I've been to the eye doctor, but uh, it ha- so Street <laughs> Street Crew. Street Dogs Crew of Utah. What is it? Because <laughs> it looks really cool. So they serve. <laughs> <laughs> so what their their goal is to serve pets and the pet owners of the homeless community. And all their vulnerable, low-income populations and help them get medical care, food, promote pros- po- positive, responsible pet owning. Is that positive P-A-W-S? Positive. It should positive. be. If it isn't, it should be in and all their perfect or they need, charity. Or they're going to need a new marketing person. <laughs> they sure will. <laughs> uh, it better not be me because I can't read. So, But there are a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of homeless people that have pets. And it's Definitely. because of companionship and wanting to have that companionship. And that's great. It's a wonderful thing. But we want to make sure that they're treated responsibly and have the food and the resources to make sure that they're taken care of as well as the people as well. And this, that's what this organization does. There's a, a gentleman that uh, is outside the arena for every jazz game and event. His name's Fred. And he sits on the corner. Uh, what would that be? The West corner right in front of the triad center yeah uh and the tracks is he the one who plays the drums no he's that drum the drummer's on a different corner okay. fred is the one that's always got his dog in a little wagon of some sort with okay. him and he's got a bucket you can donate money. and i've be, i've become really good friends with fred yeah. he he gave me a a, a christmas card yeah. that he made uh not this last christmas but the previous christmas of he and his dog and uh lucy lucy uh, uh passed away uh, about a year ago, but now he's got Charlie with him <laughs> there. And they're homeless, and he relies on a, a charity and, and help like Street crew, uh, street Dogs Crew of Utah to get get them taken care of. So that's one of the great charities here, charity partners. Uh, I'm also excited about Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah, uh, and uh, Fit to Recover, who we'll talk to here in just a little bit. Yeah, we'll bring Randy on for Fit to Recover in about, about 10 minutes and talk to him about what they're doing and what they're doing for this community as well. Perfect. Uh, it is Utah Car Sense. Let's talk a little bit more uh, of the car world. UDOT, we talked about earlier, they just uh, kind of won a big reward, we'll call it. They got $60 million additional dollars uh, to finish the uh, U.S. Highway 89 rebuild up through Layton nice. in Davis County. Planners budgeted nearly half a billion for the project from Kaysville and Fruit Heights through Layton. Where the UDOT, when the UDOT asked for an extra $60 million to complete the final Kanye stretch. Austin, taxes and Utah road construction. There's two things that will always be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There, it, will never, it is never finished. Well, and apparently what led to the, this decision to give them more money was driver feedback. Uh, so if you're complaining that the taxes are too much, well, it's your fault because you told them that they, they, told were, them they needed to fix things. They needed more. Well, the new infra- <laughs> if the new infrastructure plan passes in washington i'm sure there's billions of dollars coming here for more projects there too there better be yeah i mean that that's how that that's supposed to work we had that big i-15 expansion right out here we talked about that that's been a nice change there parley's canyon i think needs a 
pretty good lift too, and the and big little Cottonwood Canyon for sure. That's something we'll we'll need to run by John Gleason when he joins us here in the coming weeks. Is what are the priorities? The, yeah, what what's I want to know Plan A, B, and C for I mean, the when, when you hear everything coming out of Washington, it's bridges, right? It's, it's, it's bridges. It's all the bad bridges. I think they've made a pretty good hit on them here, but there's so many of them. It's just crazy. Well, there's tons of bridges. Yeah, thousands, thousands, just in this area in Utah. Yep. Uh, this was a crazy story. A man here in Salt Lake uh, was arrested for carjacking two cars in three days. Okay. Rigoberto Galdin was booked into the Salt Lake County Jail for an investigation of two counts of aggravated robbery, which unfortunately means a weapon was involved. On Monday, Galdin approached a woman sitting in her car near 1300 South State, pulled out a knife, opened the victim's door, and forced her out of the vehicle. He then uh, made the victim get the keys to the vehicle, get in, and got in the vehicle himself. Wow. That vehicle has still not been found. On Wednesday, they found, Galdine followed another victim, and when that victim got in a rental vehicle, he got into the back passenger seat and said, I have a knife and something about a carjacking. The victim got out of the car and ran. Galdine took the rental vehicle and started driving recklessly prompting multiple calls to police. <laughs> he then wrecked the car near 15th South and 3rd East. This guy just trying to go to jail? They found him in the area and, and, and arrested him. Uh, federal complaint and detainer are pending, police noted, but two carjackings in three days. Wow. That's, that's we, efficient. We, we had a couple incidents in the last six months at our Midtown store with people stealing cars. Off the lot? Yeah, we had one guy... So we had one guy steal a car, and the other one, the other one, we had a guy steal a car from the BMW dealership, and then try and come down. This is no joke because I'm so proud that this country has some of the stupidest criminals in the world. <laughs> Decided to come down with his brand new BMW with a window sticker on it and attempt to trade it in on a car at our Subaru store. <laughs> and you can't our, make this stuff and up. And George man. and our sales crew <laughs> were awesome, and they like. Delayed the guy and slayed him while we got police coming. And South Salt Lake police came in. And these two massive officers, they were just trucks, came <laughs> and just took this guy down. And he tried to run on the showroom floor. Oh, did he and really? And they took him. We have it on video. And he just, they just take him down on the showroom floor. Oh, man. How did it, Why, so, Like, who thinks they could trade in a brand-new car with no tags on it, with a window sticker still on it, to another store? Someone who's obviously never been through the process of buying a car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like there's a lot of that, so identity it's, checks it's, it's for what, one. Yeah, we do a lot of identity stuff and to make sure <laughs> that we're selling to the right person. That one was pretty easy. Unbelievable. Uh this still has a window sticker on it. <laughs> it says right here where Brand it's from. BMW Murray car. Uh, like how that? did they delay him? Just I'll, talk about the weather or what? Oh no we need <laughs> no they like oh we need to make a couple phone calls on your trade like that kind of stuff. Ah uh, I see. The stuff that we the stuff that we don't do normally because it's what dealerships do gimmicky, and it's gimmicky. Yeah. we did that stuff. <laughs> we went back in our old book of tricks from decades we ago. We, and we can't find the keys. We uh, lost the keys. They got. <laughs> I don't know. Give me a few minutes. I, someone's got the keys somewhere. Would you like a soda? <laughs> we slipped and the keys fell down this grate. <laughs> through We've the, got key. the the county is coming to help us get the grate open. Yes. There's actually stories that at. I won't mention the dealership's name, but a dealership I was familiar with at one point of people actually throwing keys on the roof. That's actually, those are true stories. Like, do you hear those as like jokes? Ha ha, yeah. the sales manager threw the keys on the roof. No, their stories that literally would do that. I asked George about that. 
I said, is that, that's just uh, a thing to say. He said, no, it, it, no, it absolutely literally happens. Literally, absolutely still happens. Guaranteed it still I happens. Why, it's so unnecessary. Can't you just put them in a, if you're going to go down that dirty road, couldn't you just put them in a drawer or something? You have to chuck them up on the roof. It's just a It's a show, thing. isn't it? It's give, a th- give, it's me a, give me a few more minutes to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's going to take you 10 minutes to get someone to go up on the roof and go get those. Give me 10 more minutes to figure out how we can make this work. That Unbelievable. Kind of, it's just bad. It's hey. what gives us bad names. We're, I think we're still above Congress. <laughs> Below lawyers. The industry, you mean. The yeah, industry yeah. is Not you at Not Miller, us. Yeah. We are changing the industry <laughs> one car sale at a time. You are the only negotiation-free Subaru dealer here in the state. We are. Retailer. We're not a dealer. Excuse me. Stores. Retailers. Golly, the, other, the other guys are retailers. Roger not Parkin retailers. just walked by shaking his head at me, too. It's, yeah. I've been doing this too long to make that mistake. Yeah, right? Golly. Dealers. I'll, I'll pay my fine in pennies. <laughs> uh, so, by the way, if you ever wanted to own a Bugatti? No. Me neither. But a lot of people would say yes. The whole supercar, like really expensive car thing has never been on my wheelhouse. Well, the, the cheapest for this year is the Bugatti Veyron at $1.9 million. The fourth cheapest is the Bugatti Centec Dietzi at $9 million. Well, I've got good news. If you want to own a Bugatti... There's one for sale for $300,000. It's not a car. It's a pool table, but it's a Bugatti. A Bugatti pool table? Bugatti is releasing its first pool table, and it's designed for yachts because, of course, it is. Is it self-level? It automatically adjusts the legs in just five milliseconds to compensate for a boat's movement against the waves, keeping the plane surface flat. That's amazing. Okay. That is amazing. It's incredible. If we can do that. Why can't we have reflective paint on the freeway? Yes. <laughs> exactly. We have the technology to have a self-leveling Bugatti pool table. On a ship in the ocean. Yeah. We can't have a, a lane that reflects act, uh, adequately. Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. Get Bugatti on the line, you yeah. nut. 300 grand for a pool table. I want to get that guy on just so he can set you straight. John Gleason? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, in my text message to him, I said, you're going to have fun with me. When you said John Cleese, I thought you were talking about Cleason. Oh, John Cleese. Have, have you ever gotten Cleese on, on, the, on the big show? Or no. Like you guys need to do that because he's a jazz fan. Well, he, he actually did us a little dirty because he, he reached out and wanted tickets to the Suns game because he lives yeah. in, in Phoenix when the Jazz were in Phoenix uh, last week. And Ryan Smith made a few phone calls, got him in, got him great seats. And then he went on the Suns TV broadcast and not the Jazz TV broadcast. So he did us a little dirty. That's just that's just my opinion. My opinion does not reflect uh, <laughs> those of my employer or friends. But uh, anyway. So he's dead to the Jazz? No, now? he's not dead. <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> Monty Python, everything. It's all nothing. He's gone. <laughs> hey, he's well, dead to us. <laughs> but he got, he'll get better. Yeah, that's no more good. tickets for you. Last time we <laughs> stick our neck out. <laughs> I fired in your general direction. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll have our final segment, final half hour here on this week's edition of Utah Car Sense. Get on down here to the Southtown store, 10920 South State in the Automall Drive. Visit the fellas and, and gals at the Midtown store, 3535 South State. Now through the end of May, every new and used car sold, $75 gets donated for Mark Miller Subaru to one of the seven charity partners of your choosing So get on in and see what they got going on. We'll talk more. We'll get a a taste of 
what you have uh, from Fit to Recover with Randy on the other side, and we'll continue having some fun here on Utah Car Sense. Feel good event. Now, it's also at the Midtown location. We had a little extra space in Southtown today, so we did the show from here, and we'll be back here in a couple weeks doing it again at the end mm -hmm. of the event. So every new and used car sold in the month of May at either location, $75 comes out of Mark Miller Subaru's account <laughs> into a uh, charity of your choosing, and there are seven local and uh, sponsored uh, charities. And one of those is one that we talked to during the Share the Love event, but we're back. Uh, they're back for the Do Good, Feel Good, and I'm so excited to talk to Randy from Fit to Recover. Randy, welcome to the show. Good to have you. Yeah, thank you guys again. Uh, so Fit to Recover, we had Michelle talk to us about it in December, but uh, a wise man once said radio is not linear. So let's reintroduce Fit to Recover. What is Fit to Recover? Um, well, first of all, I want to thank Mark Miller and Subaru just for um, you know giving us the opportunity to continue on the mission with what we do. It was my idea, so oh. you think me? No, well, I'm well, just kidding. You, you were next on the list. You're next. <laughs> Austin had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, it's a success. <laughs> it was. It was definitely convincible. Um, no, but uh, Fit to Recover is um, it's a magical place. There's something that happens there that. Uh, it's kind of unexplainable. It's it's a place where you can go, you can feel broken, you can feel like you're not enough. Um, you can show up and you can feel the community, you can feel the love around you, and it's just it sucks you in. And with being an addict myself um, for so long, I was, you know, I was isolated, I was disconnected from everybody and everything, and I needed a safe place. Uh, Fit to recover is something that offered that to me. Um, you know, I went in there and I didn't really know what was going to happen. It's a gym setting, but that's just kind of the surface layer of what it is. Um, you know, we use physical exercise to kind of trick people into making connections with connections with other people. Um, they also have the nutrition stuff. They have service, which is also extremely huge for recovery. Um, and then, you know, you, you get this community together um, people start to really come out of their shells and they start to feel um, a sense of belonging. They start to feel a sense of, um, I am worth it. And slowly, slowly over time, you stay consistent. You keep showing up for your recovery, showing up for somebody else. Um, you start to have some hope in your life again. Uh, Fit to Recover has been a huge part of my life for eight years now. Um, I've known Ian for nine and, and Ian is Ian Acker is the owner. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I still remember when I met him for the first time. Um, he definitely made an impression on me. He's uh, someone that's super gentle, super accepting, and has kind of carried that level of acceptance for everybody else into Fit to Recover. Um, it was really cool because we used to be at the park, uh, Sugar House Park, and there was probably 10 of us. Um, with a boom box and just kind of doing burpees and doing push-ups. And it slowly manifested into a gym. Um, cool. And now it's uh, six years running. Um, and there is a ton of people. We're, uh, I think we hit 152 memberships the other day. Right. And that's the most that we've ever had. How consistent do you think the 152 people are? Very consistent. Excellent. Um, we definitely have records that can track that kind of stuff too. And so, you know, people just come in. Um, and they, we just surround them with love and acceptance, and slowly they, you know, start to get that for themselves. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's my belief that everybody knows someone or is themselves an addict of some sort. Absolutely, it's, I agree. It's not always just illicit drugs or alcohol. There's all kinds of, of addictions, and whatever it is, what you touched on, I think, is the real disease of addiction, and it's, it's the isolation. Absolutely. It's the loneliness 
and you, the feeling of uh, you don't have a community, you don't have a village to belong to anymore, and that's just not true. Fit to Recover fills that void. It definitely does fill the void. Um, and it, it's even right now being down here, like in in a place where I used to feel super um, not good enough, like being around all these really successful people, um, and now being brought back into myself through Fit to Recover. It's cool to be here and to be um, you know interacting with people, and we can feel the love from Subaru. We can feel the love from you guys, and that's just directly because I'm starting to gain it for myself. Awesome, wonderful. Uh, now it is. A physical fitness wrapping, uh, but it's not, if you're not into physical fitness or you feel like you could not be, I mean, you and Vichelle, you guys are, are ripped and ready to go. You could be in the Olympics tomorrow. I've shown up a lot. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm over here going, oh man, I don't know if I could do a push up. But it's, that doesn't matter at, at Fit to Recover, right? It's very true. It, it's definitely not how much you can do, not how much you can bench. It's just showing up. Um, that's 50% of the battle. And if, if working out and throwing kettlebells is not something you want to do, they have creative arts, they have music therapy, um, they have writing classes. Uh, it's, uh, there's actually a studio that's up in one of the main offices. It's a full um, music studio. Oh, and cool. then they have a full kitchen for the nutrition. And so there's avenues for anybody and everybody to come recover. So the idea is really to just get – a sense of community, friendships, and uh, relationships going again in an addict's life so that they feel that they're not alone. Absolutely. That's Isolation is If, if someone thing. wants to use your services and be a part of Fit to Recover, how would they do that? Um, so you can go online to fittorecover.com. Um, you can also come down to the gym. We're on 1380 South and 789 West. Um, you can also come to Mark Miller Subaru. Um, and come check out some of their cars. And then we have a little booth here today. You can spin the little wheel that we have. Um, we're giving away T-shirts. We're giving away month memberships, um, free classes. There's also some art things. If you have some kids, you can come down and make an art project. Um, and just kind of come fill out what we do. And, you know, just be a part of like we have to. I might have to get over there and do some beanbag tosses. I, I see a lot. I thought I, you were going to yeah, say I was going to do some push-ups. Are. No, that, well, I might yeah, have to do that. Uh, I, well, I need to do that. I don't know if I will. But I will play cornhole. That's, that's within <laughs> that's, my wheelhouse. That is uh, definitely on the schedule. <laughs> there you go. Randy, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you guys. Excited. Thanks Fit for to part recover. Uh, we, the good people, good customers during the show, the love event, Raised a whole bunch of money. Yeah, we wrote for checks Fit for Fit to Recover over $48,000. Amazing. We gave to Fit to Recover through the Share Love event. So, so we're going we'll to give them a bunch more during this, hopefully, as well. Do good, feel good. Uh, every new and used car sold at either location through the month of May, $75 goes to one of these great charity partners, and you can choose to give to Fit to Recover if you'd like. But honestly, I like what Randy said there at the end. Come down and meet these people. Yeah. Even if you're not, if you're listening to us right now and going, ah, it's, I'm not in the market for a car, but you know someone or yourself could use their yeah. service, come talk to them today. Come say hi and learn some more information about them, learn how you can help. Absolutely. Right. What else is going on these days, Jeff? Man, I just, I mean, I think that the car world's all about this chip thing. I mean, that's all you hear. I went to an automobile meeting last week, and all you heard is chip, chips, 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 <laughs> chips. We don't have any cars. But the interesting thing is going to be, and I read an article on this actually in Automotive News this week about what effect, because you've got to think about the big picture when you're running a dealership of our size. I mean, the effect it's going to have in the service department. So think about mm -hmm. it on the service side of what happens when there's not cars available to buy. So there's a lot more people fixing mm -hmm. cars. Yeah. 
right? So service departments are going to start feeling a little bit of overwhelming nature over the next couple of months as well. Yeah. So be, uh, just to be aware of that when you're making appointments on your cars, not, not whether it's with us, whether it's anybody else, to make sure you give yourself a few extra days on making that appointment, that you're going to start seeing a little harder to get oil change appointments, a little harder to get service appointments at, at most places because you're going to have more people fixing vehicles right now versus trying to buy them because either they think it's too expensive to buy a car right now, there's not the car that they want because there's no availability. Right. But it's a different – got to look at all of the effects <laughs> of what happens when there's no cars. Yeah, even bringing in a car on trade that needs some work done on it. Now that's going to that's gonna take some time in the bay. Totally. Our, our, our reconditioning process and things like that. And we're looking at possible because we're – I mean, even through COVID, through everything we did, we didn't lay off one person during COVID. We kept every employee. That's to be commended, lose, man. That's we amazing. guaranteed salaries, everything like that. And we'll do the same thing with our sales staff during this. Like if we run out of cars in June and we don't have cars to sell, we'll take care of our salespeople, make sure they're paid. And we'll do that because they, they do so much for us. It's the least we can do. And your, your sales staff is not commission-based. They are not commission-based. They're paid on the number of cars they sell. Right. Right? So if we don't have cars to sell, it's tough for a sales guy to make a living selling. But you'll take care empty of Empty lot. Yeah, right. Well, and what we'll probably try and do is try and repurpose some people. And so if our service department's extra busy, we'll move a couple of people down there for a few months just, yeah, sure. just to keep people help. And we have the ability to do that and the flexibility to do that. And we have great employees and great family members and team members here that are willing to help and when willing to do whatever's necessary to take care of people. When is your best guess as to Getting when the chip it? will be the chip shortage will be better enough? <laughs> so we're, you'd base that based on allocation. So I got how many cars we get from the manufacturer. So we're horrible. It's going to be horrible in June. It's going to be the worst. Well, it's going to get a little better. June. Yeah. Why, why June? So we got our allocations for June, and they were just horrendous. I got you. So we know June's going to be bad. We think it's going to come back a little bit by July allocation. So the, car, so the cars, we get the allocation beginning of May. It's for the cars that show up in June. right? So the cars allocation June, cars show up in July. It's a little better, a little better in August, hopefully back to normal by September. Gotcha. Yeah. But the problem is, is when you create a backlog, Right. So if all of a sudden you take every new car inventory in the state down to 10 cars or 10, 10 day supplies, ten days, yeah. five day supplies, even if you have full allocations for it takes six months to get back to normal. Wow. So, so you're probably not back to regular inventories and normal size inventories till next year. Oh, geez. It'd be my guess. Well, uh, and that's if that's best. That's if everything goes great and the chip shortage goes away, which. That's the key. And it's such it's a trickle down effect. Yeah, there's a if you want to learn more about the chip shortage, um, look at sixty minutes. Sixty minutes did a full piece on the chip shortage okay. last Sunday. And they do a good explanation of it and the issue is is that vast majority of chip the if you went I think it was a decade ago is a stat they used, thirty percent of transponders and microchips were made in the United States for the world. Ten years ago? Yeah. The number now is like ten or fifteen percent. Wow, half. Yeah, it's reduced by fifty percent. And the issue is, is they're not advanced. That they haven't put mm-hmm. one issue. You, I mean, is, is that through stock, spending money on stock buybacks and everything like that, versus spending in R and D and production, has been a huge issue. It's caught up. Now. And so, like yeah. Intel, doesn't have the capability to make the sophisticated chips that the Taiwanese companies can. So they can't even make the chips for an iPhone. So even yeah. if even if Apple gave Intel the contract for the chips, they are not capable of making the chips. Because they went on cruise control for so many years. Totally. Yeah. And now the Intel guys are like, oh, yeah, we got to fix this. And so I think they came out and they said, we're going to spend $20 billion on a couple of new chip factories. 
So, well, they so what is get the, built, though. So guess what the Taiwanese guy on 60 Minutes says? Oh, that's great. We're spending $100 billion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and guess where the Taiwanese is building one of their chip factories? Intel's backyard in Arizona. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which is great for the U.S. because it's going to be built on our shores, but it's not an not American company. Not good for Intel, though. Yeah. yeah. They're, building a, they're building a $10 billion factory right in, in Tempe. That, no, that's good. It'll be jobs for Americans. That's that's wonderful. Totally. But that's that's an interest. It's an interesting fact of where that is, and you're going to see. And I think the auto industry in particular is starting to figure out the supply chain issues that it has to become diversified. That yeah. they cannot be so dependent on these certain supply chain issues, especially if you're talking about issues in whether it's China or Taiwan. What happens if China invades Taiwan? Uh, which could happen next ten minutes. Right. Yeah. I and mean, knock on wood. Yeah. That would be, it would be the equivalent of what happened with the U.S. invading Iraq in was, the 90s. I was just going to say. Best, it's the best equivalency on it because it would shut down global supply of something that's so required. Yeah, 20, t- 20 30 years ago, we were having this conversation about oil. Yeah. And now, and now we're now having this conversation about computers. the same thing. It's the exact same thing. And, and, you know, the discussion I would hear in when I was in junior high, elementary, junior high and high school, it was all we got to find a way to not be so dependent on foreign oil, and now it's now we got to find a way. Microchips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's got to be. It's just something. getting more complicated. I mean, you look at these cars; the number of microchips go, and one of these cars is insane. And they've got to, they've got to solve this problem, and they've got to figure out how to bring some of that to our shores. It doesn't have to be like I'm 100% about a global economy. Sure. That we need to be supported. There needs to be a global world economy that's strong. It can't be just a U.S. economy that's strong. It doesn't work. Or just a Chinese yeah, economy. It needs yeah. to be everybody, and everyone needs to get on the same page, and we need to be friends. But we need to be more diversified for sure because we cannot afford another Fukushima tsunami issue where we shut down global production of a thing as huge as a car. Yeah, for sure. We touched on oil briefly. Uh, gas prices. It happens every year around this time, but. It, it is what it is. It has nothing to do with any certain person. It doesn't matter who's in the presidency. We've talked about this when Trump became president. It doesn't matter who's president. It yeah. literally has very little to do with gas prices. Yeah. Do you know why gas prices are going up? Because we were coming out of a pandemic where never no one used gas. Yes. And guess what people are using now? Gas. <laughs> because they're starting to drive again, and we're starting to drive. So demand's through the roof for gas. Remember the price of a barrel of oil last summer? It has nothing to do with the Keystone Pipeline yeah. being shut down. That's <laughs> literally zero to do. Because guess what? It wasn't shut down. The yeah. Keystone Pipeline never opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has nothing to do with that global supply. Yeah. Right? It's literally zero. And it all has to do with demand and what's out there in the world. And people are starting to drive again, which is a good thing. The economy's starting to pump up again, and people are starting to move, and they need gas. And when that happens and the supply's not built up yet, there's going to be a delay, and gas prices are going to go up. And guess what? Every April, every May, gas prices go up. That's how it happens. Always. Yeah. And like then they come, they come back down they in come the back fall. Down the summer. Yeah. It's, it, we're not going to see $6 gas. Don't worry. Well, I thought I, I was told that would happen, you know, uh, in January. The yeah. uh, day after inauguration. The stock market was supposed to drop now but for <laughs> months now, too. And I think, I, think it, I think the Dow hit an all-time record on Friday. It did. It did. Uh, we might be getting ourselves in, in a little no bit trouble. of trouble here. <laughs> like uh, the Barberry days. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about Tom driving in today. I was listening. I, I was uh, thinking about We got the in trouble from time family. to time during those days, that didn't was, we? Oh, those were fun times. <laughs> fun, fun times. Shout out McGregor, wherever you be. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom McGregor. Uh, real Shout qu- out to Tom, too, man. We, we miss you, Tom. I, uh, if, you're li- if you're out there listening, we miss you, buddy. I messaged uh, Gina the other day and asked about, about Tom, and things are okay with him. He's about yeah, I, was on, I was on X96 earlier this week Were talking you? about Do Good, Feel Good. So, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you caught up to, about Tom. and talked to, talk to Gina a little bit. It's all remote these days, so I don't get to yeah. go in the studios anymore. Well, we had you in our studio. We did. I yeah, did make the yeah, studio. Yeah. But, but just because I was a low-paid co-host. <laughs> low-paid. Uh, no-paid. I was a no-paid co-host. Fact, technically, you paid to be there if we look at all of our sponsors. Technically, uh, probably. Mark Miller true. Subaru Halftime Show. It's a all great that, so. deal for 1280 I don't know how they pulled that <laughs> off. You guys are slick. You pay us and then and come And then work. you have to come in and be our labor <laughs> and work, too. And on Saturday for two hours. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, last thing I want to touch on is: Did you see the new mail trucks? That no. They're gonna be, you haven't seen these? No. What they look straight out of a Pixar. Oh, that's cool. Movie. Uh, the uh, groom, the elderly grooming. They're all LLBs. electric, I assume, right? Yep. So, and they will have airbags for the first time ever. Mail trucks don't have airbags. Nope. Or air conditioning. How often is a mail truck getting a car crash? Oh, I'm sure daily. But like a big car crash. No, they're all. They're never driving fast. And I, I would guarantee that nine out of ten are the other people's fault. Oh, people run into a mail van. There is no respect for mail trucks. You watch them going. You got a lot of problem with drivers. Why wouldn't I? (laughs) People (laughs) for a guy who's a co-host of a car show, you really have a (laughs) tough view of drivers in this world. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Oshkosh defense. Uh, I thought Oshkosh only made uh, overalls, but now they're going to be making the mail trucks. All right. $482 $482 million investment from USPS, uh, and they'll get the, the As many next of those cars on the road, they can make those all electric? That'll make a huge, well, nice dent. it'll include both battery electric uh, vehicles and some low-emission combustion. Okay. So, uh, but they'll be but replacing all those old, I mean, all those cars are so well, old. What are you going to do with those? That's my question. Where, what happens to them? They just go in some just like truck else, graveyard? Just recycle them. They How recycle you, all the metal. You think they do? Oh, absolutely. It's like clunkers, right? Yeah. That was the greatest thing about Crash for Clunkers is what it did is it took all these 15-year-old cars off the road because even a car that's getting 15 miles a gallon 15 yeah. years ago versus a car that's getting 15 miles a gallon now pollutes like 20 times more. The, the 15 years ago. Yeah, 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 right? So the idea is you get all those cars off the road. We had to remember during clunkers, we had to kill the car. Yeah. We had to put liquid glass in the engine and seize it, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. That would be fun. The first time we did it. No one really knew what was going to happen. I'll, I'll never forget. Where it's it, like the Hurt Locker. We only had Midtown. I remember. It's like, I got to go after. I was new car manager at the time. I was like, we gotta, I got to go watch this. So like we, we, we pulled the car out of the shop when we did it because we didn't know what was going to happen. And all of a sudden, you put it in, you run it for a few minutes, and all of a sudden, just boom. <laughs> and you just hear oh. the car seize. And we did it 90 times. Oh, that's so much fun. And then we ran it off to the salvage yard, and they smashed it. They smashed it, turned it into metal, and they give us money for recycling and it. And now it's a part of your washing machine at home. It's pretty cool. But the prices of steel these days, I bet any car right now is worth at least four or $500 in steel. In just scrap. Because yeah. the yeah. steel prices are through the roof. Uh, let alone if you had a wooden car. <laughs> wood well, would that be. would be worth. Well, I, know, I sold my old desk at Midtown. We didn't sell it. We just gave it back to the desk company because no one. It was so old and massy. <laughs> no one. Had, I offered to any employee for free if they just took it. No one wanted it. <laughs> and they took it away. I was like, you guys should just sell this for wood. I'm like, yeah, that's probably what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Do Good Feel Good event, the 13th annual, now through the end of May. Either location, every new and used car purchased, seventy-five dollars goes to a local charity partner. 
You can choose as the customer which one gets your money. And uh, we, we were here today. Jeff will be back uh, here, on, I think, on the 29th to do this again. But everyone, if you're in the market, get out. Uh, get yourself a newer used car. And if you're not in the market, go to the Facebook page and vote for vote one of these charities. Or, or go search for those keys out there in the world. Go to our Instagram page. Go to Mark Miller Subaru Facebook page. Search for those keys. We're going to be giving away mix. a car next month. And I didn't say that. Yeah, if anybody has questions for me, too, any car questions, anything, feel free to send me an email whenever. It's jeffm at mmsubaru.com. Or you can call me at either one of the stores or come visit us at 109 South State here in Sandy in the Auto Mall or on 3535 South State in South Salt Lake. Our thanks to Randy from Fit to Recover. Uh, our thanks to you, Jeff Miller. Thanks to Pete Philbrook for stopping by. Good to see Adrian and Roger here today as well. For Johnny Lightfoot, I'm Austin Horton. Brian Preece back in the studio. We'll be back next week with Utah Car Sense.